Are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life? Fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day? Then it's time for you to flaunt your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. Join radio host Laura Cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval, proving your worth, and release you from the judgment of others. Express all that you are, discover your naked self-worth, and finally, enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. Welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle, and for this month, the month of June 2020, we are focusing on courage and bravery. Oh my gosh, we have been through so much as a world (laughs) this year with the virus and all of these riots and all of these social justice issues in our face. And if you're anything like me, it's stressful. It's one of those things that we think, oh, I can manage it. I'm not a stressed out person. I can manage it. But then that stress starts building and building and it starts impacting us in really weird ways. We might just wake up feeling grumpy one day for no reason. We might snap at our kids or our partner and we don't really know why. And it's just that underlying level of stress. And perhaps you might even have some physical manifestations. You might be finding that your stomach is hurting, that you're not digesting well, that you're getting a heartburn, that conditions that you've had in the past are flaring up, whether it's joint aches or just not feeling well, that things are off in your body and you might not know why. So many of us are joking about the weight that we're gaining, you know, the COVID-19, haha, the 19 pounds. And while it does help to joke about it sometimes, there's really a root cause to some of that weight gain. And no, it's not necessarily that we're just sitting at home eating. Stress, is causing a lot of that weight gain. Stress is causing a lot of this indigestion and a lot of this pain. Stress, anxiety, there's so much going on, especially now. We're under stress all the time. Our world is a very stressed out place to be. We have personal issues, career issues, but now we also have such a layer of heavy external issues And it really takes a lot of courage and bravery for us to first identify our feelings. Oh, I am anxious. I am stressed. I don't feel right. And then to explore and figure out what to actually do about it. Today's guest is one of those incredible people who has gone through a lot on her own and who has come up with some amazing scientific-based things to do to help with things like anxiety and irritable bowel syndrome and weight gain and a whole host of other problems that you may be experiencing or that you may have experienced in the past. Today's guest is Diane Vick, and she's a registered nurse and holistic health coach who helps women explore their inner desires through a mind, body, and a soul connection. Through her own experience healing herself with alternative therapies, she helps others overcome trauma. We are all in trauma right now. I just have to say that we're all in trauma. She helps people overcome trauma, chronic disease, and negative patterns that impact their health. Her own personal transformation began when she adopted holistic healing modalities while facing her own debilitating illness and fatigue. At one point, she was required to take 13 prescription medications every day, every day, through nutrition, transformational stretch, hypnosis, and emotional healing, she completely transformed her health. And better yet, she was able to reconnect to her own sensuality and sexuality. 
Diane now helps women connect with their own internal power to heal the past traumas. She does workshops, coaching, and she's even written some novels. And she's also the author of the book, The Key. Um, oh, now I'm forgetting the exact title of it. Yes. She'll bring it on, but it's about anxiety, relieving IBS and anxiety. So I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. I got the title, The Truth <laughs> About IBS and Anxiety, but I'm not going to leave you hanging any longer. Welcome to the show, Diane. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Laura. And I love that you brought up how we're all feeling stressed right now because with all the events that are happening now, COVID is not even in the news anymore. Nobody cares about it, even though it still impacts me because I'm a nurse and I have to call the patients that have results. So it's still stressful for me and the community that is having the result. But everyone's focusing on many different things and all these riots. And that creates stress, even just from watching the news or watching TV shows, we experience these shifts that we're not even aware of. And us, even as coaches that have such an awareness, we wake up grumpy. And I was telling Laura that I woke up grumpy today and I didn't understand why. And I was jumpy yesterday and kind of nitpicking at my kids and acting different. So I, it makes sense that I woke up in that mood today and I really had to focus on self-loving care to get ready for this. And then of course, you know, Laura got me to flaunt my sexiness. So I put on my wig and put on my makeup and changed the way that I was feeling because I knew that a lot of it is that external stress that we don't have control over, but we do have control over our inner world. And using our awareness to take action when we feel that way is so important. Yes. I I, it's so important. Like you said, you woke up feeling grumpy. How many of us either woke up feeling grumpy today or have woken up that way in the last week. I'm guessing most of us did, but how many of you listeners just woke up and thought, yeah, well, I guess it's going to be a grouchy day. I guess I don't feel good, blah, 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 better luck next time. And how many of you were proactive and did what Diane did and said, hey, I'm not feeling great. Here's some self-care activities I need to do. This is fun. I'm going to put on a wig. I'm going to put on makeup. Diane's got this gorgeous flower in her hair. She has essential oils. She was smelling some of them before we started. How many of you took those steps and were proactive? And how many of you who didn't even thought about that? That's why Diane's work is so impactful. It gives you the ideas, the steps to take for when you're feeling that way because nobody wants to feel bad. <laughs> Diane, I'd like you to tell the listeners a little bit more about your journey so they know. It's not like you just, you know, woke up in this beautiful garden of flowers and had this really easy life and just la, 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 it's all great and let's all take care of ourselves. You had a really rough go of things and you had to conscientiously shift the way you were living life in order to live the kind of life that you wanted to live. Absolutely. So when this whole journey started, it actually started seven years ago when I decided I wanted to start writing this book, but was nowhere near the point that I could publish it. And it started in a, in a day that I was with my kids alone. My husband was traveling. It was very stressful. I was getting my master's degree. I was overwhelmed. The external stress was way too much for me. And it was taking care of two little kids. And I picked them up from school that day and I felt awful. My entire body was achy. I was fatigued. I was miserable. And from the moment those little guys got picked up, they wanted to play. They wanted to be with mommy, but mommy didn't feel well. And I literally had to tell my five-year-old girl, I need you to watch your brother and entertain him because mommy needs to lay on the couch. And he proceeded to take care of me. He brought me Gatorade. He brought me Tylenol. He entertained his brother. And so I finally felt semi-normal to be able to be mom. And when I went to sleep that night, I knew that this was not the mom I wanted to be. And from that day forward, I made the decision that self-love was the only way I was going to get through it and working through these external anxieties and stress that's impacting everyone right now. Yes. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for phrasing it that way by using that example, because so many listeners, I think, can relate to that. But I can also hear listeners out there thinking, well, that's great for you, but I had to get up and I have to take care of my kids and my kids were not taking care of me. And, and I have just this whole whiny, you know, this track in their head. I have to do it. If I don't do it, nobody else will do it. If I don't have time, blah, 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 blah. 
how did you overcome that voice in your head? That idea that I don't have time. I can't do this. I don't deserve it. If I don't do it, nobody else does it. How did you overcome that in yourself? It was definitely a process. And I think we're always evolving and growing through it because I call her negative Nancy and negative Nancy is always on. Negative Nancy inside my head is a very mean person <laughs> and it actively takes a daily effort to switch that for myself. So I, once I found hypnosis was really when I saw a big change because I would start making changes. I changed diet, I changed nutrition, I changed exercise, but the subconscious mind was not really getting where, where I needed to hit. And I kept going down that spiral and falling apart. So once I incorporated hypnosis and affirmations and worked on my perception of what other people were bringing to, to light and how it would affect me was really when I made the difference, which is actually when I ended up writing the book because I wasn't ready until I tackled that subconscious mind and realized that our emotions is really what affects us the most. We have these physical symptoms that we experience. Mine were so many. I mean, I, had, I was numb on the right side of my body for 20 years. It started when I was 15. My hair started falling out by the time I was 18, which is why I'm wearing a wig. I, I feel sexier when I wear the wig because I don't have that long, beautiful hair that I used to have. And they're all, you know, a process of evolution, learning through those self-limiting beliefs and working on them one at a time as they arise. I could tell you I work on them actively. Like even this week I was working on stuff. I taught a, a class yesterday called Crappy to Happy. And before I was ready to teach the class, I actually had to work on some stuff because I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed and it's expected that we're going to have this reaction to our external stressors. Um, but definitely hypnosis was the big part of it. When I create hypnosis for someone else or I create it for a YouTube channel, I actually listen to them because they're, they're so meaningful to me and help me get through my journey. And I found that really that is the secret is really realizing that our emotional stress is impacting our physical body and creating symptoms, which is what I talk about in the book. And had I not realized that element, I would not be where I am today because I, only, I thought 80% was diet, nutrition, and fitness, and it's not the truth. I'd say 80% is emotional and the rest is diet, nutrition, and fitness. Wow. That's a huge shift for people to think about because yes, that's what we hear hammered away at us. Work out, join this gym, buy this program, you know, eat, eat this fancy shake, do this. And you're right. Even though that's not wrong to do in a way we have been spoon fed the idea that nutrition and fitness are the quick fix pills. And even though it's true, you're right. It's our emotions. It's our mindset. Thoughts create things. And that's a huge shift. And I think that's probably harder to get our head around because it's not tangible. I can't look at you and say, oh, Diane, your thoughts look amazing today. And you can't look at me and say, oh, Laura, watch those thoughts. I see them. <laughs> no, absolutely. And when I started and the doctor, I, I was at, at a point with IBS that the symptoms were so overwhelming. My doctor was like, I don't know what to do with you. I'm sending you to a psychologist, a psychiatrist. He's going to give you something to help you control. I, it ended up controlling it because I was on an anti-anxiety, but I didn't want to be that way for my whole life. And I finally had to accept that the emotions were a big part of it and realize that that, that was something I wanted to shift for myself. And it ha had to work on it internally every single day to really be able to tackle that stress when it arises. And, and it's one of the things that I love to teach is that our awareness of what our body is telling us. And then taking action is what sets us free. If we don't take action, when we get that message, then we stay stuck and we feel frozen and we feel overwhelmed by our emotions. Yeah. Thank you for validating that you have to do it every day too, because it isn't just, oh, I cleaned up my mental state and I'm perfect. Negative Nancy, as you put it, does pop up every single day. And I don't know about you, I think it becomes easier over time. I still have to do my work, but I think it's, be, it's becoming easier and more systematic. And I didn't know if that was how you experienced it. Oh, absolutely. But I think there are some days that are gonna be harder. So you'll have a bunch of easier days where you, know, you do a couple things for yourself and you feel great. Um, I love to dance, so I'll do dancing all the time just to shift that energy which I call a dance release, a quick song that I'll look at myself in the mirror, feel sexy and release the stress. 
Um, but some days you require a little bit more self-love and it's really using that awareness of those times. And, and sometimes it has to do with the moon energy, which I don't understand, or our hormones, but there's always going to be a shift and it's important to really honor your body and pay attention to those messages. Yes. What are some of the things that you do that you could share with listeners who right now might think, okay, I'm really stressed out. I will try it. I don't exactly know, but I will try it. You mentioned dance release. What are some of the other things that they might be able to do today to feel better? Okay. So dance release, I actually have a class on Eventbrite, which is absolutely free. I do it twice a week. I'm trying to incorporate more. And it's all about bringing music. I'm trying to get away from the whole copyright thing. So I'm finding music that's not copyrighted to show people how you can release emotions and realign your, your chakras and get energy flowing. But one of the easy things that you can do anytime, which I taught with you in the class, Laura, was combining a deep breath with a Kegel exercise. And men and women can do this at the same time because what happens is we hold all of our emotions in our root and in our sacral chakras. And I know you teach a lot about that too. And then once I started to incorporate that in my program was when I realized that my, my clients were really making a bigger shift because their awareness was really setting them free is combining that Kegel with the breath. So I'll show you what the breath is. It's a five, five, five. So it's an inhale for a count of five, hold your breath for a count of five, and then exhale slowly for a count of five. As my hands come in, I'm counting in that five. I'm going to hold them in for five seconds. And then they're going to open up again. And that's, we're opening up that pelvic floor again and just relaxing. That breath in the moment of stress is so powerful at shifting things. You actually feel energy moving in your body and you can do it a couple of times to feel that difference. So I'm going to just guide you in there for a deep inhale. And it's as easy as breathing. But we're used to our typical breathing pattern, so nobody thinks, oh, a shift in my breath is going to make a difference, but it really does. It does. And also, since we did that class together and I got to experience it, um, you know, that, that Kegel exercise, the squeezing of the pelvic floor, I think that's so powerful because that is that root chakra, but it also gives our mind a place to focus all of our stress and all of our tension. And, you know, whether it's, I mean, you could clench your fist and you could focus it too, but it's that whole, it's that whole body. It's that root chakra and it just gathers the tension and it really does dissipate then. Absolutely. I do it all day long. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you for that. Listeners, I hope you try that. It, and it's something that you can do in the car, um, standing, you know, in line. You can do it at home. You can do it at your desk. You can do it cooking. It's one of those things that it's really easy to do. And I, I just really encourage you to try it. I mean, if you don't feel a difference, you don't have to do it again. But I, I swear, if you do it three to five times throughout the day, you'll feel a difference right away. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Diane, you also talked a lot about um, reconnecting with your sexual energy. And, you know, people might have heard about kundalini energy, which is, you know, the sexual energy. And, and they might be thinking, what? I don't, I don't get that. That is, that, is, that is so weird. What are you talking about? Can you explain how that connection feels, what that energy release is like in the body, and how that can help people heal? Okay. Well, my first experience, I had no idea what it was either. Um, I was in the middle of this whole transition into holistic health. I had started, you know, eating better. And all of a sudden I was on a trip with my husband in the most relaxing place ever. And something triggered this crazy orgasm that I couldn't even stop for like an hour. And after that experience, when I look back, I realized that was the day that it first started to open up, that I started to get that reconnection because I didn't have a libido for a very long time. I had no interest in sex whatsoever. And my husband had a really, really high libido. So we were like in opposite worlds. Um, and then once I started to really connect with my body, and one of the things I teach is climactic stretch. So we hold a lot of tension in our muscles throughout our body. And those are emotions that are trapped. And I've had so many emotions because I've been holding things in since I was a little girl. Um, from learning disabilities and different kinds of things that I didn't process well, I started to release all that stress little by little. And as I released those emotions from the body, I would have this orgasmic experience simply from stretching. It had nothing to do with intercourse at all. 
But what I realized is once I got into those intimate situations and then had more of a connection with my partner, that the orgasms were so much better than I had ever experienced before. And that's what that Kundalini energy is. It's like your energy is flowing freely through all your chakras, which I didn't know anything about before because I come from the science world. In my world, it was, well, my, my body is flowing, right? And all my fluids are flowing through <laughs> my zones and my muscles and my tissues. And it seems to be working out that my libido came back. I didn't understand that. But once I realized that the energy was flowing, was helped me understand that that connection happened and that you feel different in your body. You actually get more creative. Um, I ended up write, starting to write several novels in that process. And some didn't get published. Some were just hiding in my the computer um but all of that creativity comes out little by little because you're connecting with that sacred sexual energy um, but it's a process it's something that you work on all the time yeah i liked how you said you didn't understand it when it happened to you because you came from the science world and the theme this month is courage and bravery and yeah, you know, you're you're a nurse. You've got your masters, your hard science, your facts. And when the doctor told you with your IBS, I don't know what to do for you, that really took some an act of bravery and kind of a leap into a courageous way of experimenting and thinking, well, what else can I do? Hypnosis and stretch. And that had to take quite a bit of courage and bravery. And, how, what helped with that? Or did you get any pushback from people saying, that's weird, Diane, why would you do that? Oh, absolutely. I think I get pushback all the time. I think people think it's weird that I'm wearing a wig. I mean, my dad saw me yesterday and he was like, wow, this is getting interesting. But, <laughs> you know, I've got to push through those negativities and own who I am. Um, and part of it was, yes, really focusing on that science realm and getting more feedback from doctors. I, I went to a lot of specialists to kind of get an understanding of why is my body going through so many things that are all over the place to finally figure out, okay, you're on the right track. So I ended up going to a geneticist a couple of years back and she diagnosed me with a syndrome called Ehlers-Danlos, which affects every single organ in your body, which is why I ended up having like nine surgeries before I was in my thirties, 35s. Um, but she That's told crazy. me- yeah. At that point, she told me, well, Diane, you know, your pain is pretty much under control. You're not on pain medications. You're not getting injections. I think you're on the right track. It seems like whatever you're doing is working. So from then on, I just kept adding on and figuring out how I could really tackle it. Um, but really, the hypnosis was the secret to tackling my pain and my symptoms. Because I still have flare-ups. Like, I had an issue that happened in November that a cat actually is probably going to interview me about. Um, I had a confrontation with a, a customer at the hospital. So they came in in a very angry mood, happened to be law of attraction. I was in a bad mood that day and I knew I shouldn't have answered that phone call, but I did. And I answered it when I wasn't ready. And even though I did everything in my power to give this person exactly what they needed, it was out of my job description, what he wanted. And my little girl went crazy and she thought that the hospital was going to get rid of her, that everything was going to fall apart. And I was miserable for days. I had chronic pain. I had fatigue. I was awful. So it's proof that even we hit rock bottom. Sometimes we lose touch with that awareness. And it's so important to really honor yourself and take the time to switch that vibration and, and work on yourself and give yourself some self-love and reinforce that you know that everything's going to be fine and think about all those accomplishments that you've made so far, whether it's you've raised kids or had three careers like me or whatever it is, you know, honor yourself for all the good things that you have done to get out of that rough patch. And you had said earlier, you had talked about, you know, the external stressors and we can't control those external stressors. There's so much we, I mean, really when it comes down to it, we can't control anything <laughs> except what's inside of us and we like to think oh i can control other people and i can talk people down and i can do this and i can do that and it's so important like that like you were saying to just let that go and start experimenting and trying things and you're the only one who knows how you feel and if it shifts it for you keep going and I'm so, you know, thankful that you had doctors that would help validate that for you because it does feel good to get that validation. But even if 
You have doctors that are saying, oh, chiropractic does nothing. Essential oils are fake. Uh, you know, hypnosis is quackery. It doesn't really matter what anybody else says. If it changes the experience for you, then it matters. You oh, know, absolutely. we talk, we even talk about the placebo effect. And none of those things that you mentioned, I think, are fake. I'm a hypnotherapist. I have seen incredible shifts happen with that. I absolutely see and know and believe, uh, you know, the chakras and the energy and the essential oils and all of that stuff. But even if I didn't, even if you don't, if you feel better, go for it. Definitely. One of the big things that I do, not only in the hospital, but with my, my clients is you have to advocate for yourself. The only person that knows your body is you. The only person that knows how you react to stressful situations or someone criticizing you or watching something crazy on the news is you. So if you can advocate for yourself in both your regular life and actually your health, whether you're going to the doctor and telling them exactly how you're feeling and what you're doing, nobody else is going to do it. It has to come from you. Yes. I love that. Even last night, right now I'm in, um, I'm, I'm, I'm with my parents and we're visiting together and my mom was saying that she watches the news and it's so important to stay informed. And my response was, there's no way I would ever watch the news. I can't watch it. I can read about it and I can stay informed reading it, but watching it, not a chance. And if you can watch it, and if that's your best method of staying informed, perfect. But for me, I can't and I won't. So, you know, it's just like that. We're all different. You're the only one who knows how you feel. Do what works. Absolutely. Like, I can't watch the news either. And I can see how much it frustrates my mom because she's exactly like me, but she continues to watch it. I can't change that for her. But I know for me, it doesn't work. I will literally leave the room if they have it on or I'll ask if we can change the channel. And the same thing with some TV shows. Like I've seen very violent TV shows showing abuse or, or rape or, and stuff like that. It's not oh. something that, that is healthy for me. I feel it in my body. I feel the pain that people are experiencing, even though it's fake. I feel it in my body and it affects me and, it, and it's not worth it for me. So either yes. I will distract myself. If someone's watching it and I can't leave the room, I will actually be doing internal work as that is happening on TV and I will close my eyes and just work through that moment to make sure it doesn't affect me. Yes. Yes. I'm that, that way too. I, I loved the TV series Game of Thrones. My kids were like, you've got to watch this. It's a great storyline. It was a phenomenal storyline, but so much of the violence bugged me and I made it a habit of watching with my laptop or a book in front of me. And when things got bad, I would put up the laptop or I would put up the book and I would start reading or messing around and just watch it, not watching it, but just kind of listening. And then my husband would say, okay, it's over now. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. It's, it's a way to distract. So whatever you need to do, it doesn't matter if other people agree, you can't change their perception. It might not like them, but take care of you. Definitely. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back with Diane Vick when it's over. And we're going to go through the five steps of flaunt and she's going to share her wisdom around those five steps. So stick with us. We will be right back. According to Harvard's Health and Happiness Study, the number one way to find happiness is to feel good. And Laura's 90-day Fit to Flaunt program is all about feeling good every day. If you're sick and tired of the unhealthy, unrealistic, and unattainable goals that the diet and fitness industry shoves at us all, then Fit to Flaunt is the program for you. Based on your goals, your body, your lifestyle, and most importantly, how you feel, Fit to Flaunt will change the way you think about health, happiness, and most importantly, yourself. For more information, go to www.lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com because the program starts soon <laughs> and fills up fast. To all the women who have cried in the shower, smiled when they wanted to scream, and couldn't wait to get home and unhook their bra, Flaunt is the definitive guidebook on how to get back in touch with who you are underneath your labels, roles, and scripts. Fall in love with yourself right now. Breathe life into the dreams you left behind and live each day with uninhibited joy. 
Pick up a copy of Laura Cheadle's number one best-selling book, Flaunt. Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self wherever books are sold. It's available in print, digital, and audio formats and comes with two downloadable meditations. And we are back with Diane Vick as she shares her amazing journey into health into wellness, into connecting with her body and her mind and her beautiful sexual energy for healing. Diane, thank you again for being with us. Thank you. I love it. Yay. For listeners who don't know, FLAUNT is an acronym and it stands for find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative and trust in your truth. And these are the five steps that I believe we all need to practice and work through every day in order to shed all of the layers that are put on us by society, our labels, our rules, our scripts, all of that external stuff that Diana was talking about earlier that we can't control, but we kind of tend to take on. Ooh, I can control other people. I can change this. I can change myself and make the world better. And I'll just lay here and suffer. (laughs) So the first step in flaunt is find your fetish. Because I really believe we've got to make ourselves feel good. And we've got to tune into our fun if we ever hope to heal. Diane, talk a little bit about some of your fetishes. I I know that you're an author. You've written some incredible fiction books as well as nonfiction. But what are some of the things that are your fetishes? What makes you happy? Well, definitely this wig started to come out after I started reading your book and we had our podcast recording. (laughs) And I'd say that is one of my fetishes. My hair was always such something that really lowered my self-esteem and and people always ask me things about it so putting on a wig and putting on some makeup even though I'm not a person that typically wears makeup it really does make me feel better to like a more empowered version of myself and I love looking at myself in front of the mirror so every day like I was saying my dance release it's actually me dancing usually Osuna or some kind of reggaeton song in front of a mirror as I'm acting silly with my wig on and that, that would be, I say, one of my, like, that's my alter ego, my sexy woman side. Yep. I love that. I love that. And it's so, I'm glad that you mentioned in front of a mirror because I think mirrors are powerful because we're all beautiful when we're dancing. And just like you said, it feels good to wear the wig. It feels good to have on the makeup. It's not, oh, I'm pretending I'm uncovering. I'm enhancing it. I'm enjoying me. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that I started doing recently this week, because I had kind of forgotten this practice. So I've learned it several times in retreats, the left eye to left eye that you can do uh, with someone. But now I've been doing it with myself in the mirror, actually looking into your soul and talking to your little girl that's scared and fearful. I actually, as after I dance, I look at that left eye to left eye and I reinforce those affirmations. You are beautiful. You are gorgeous. You are empowered. You are creative, whatever it is that comes up, but really talking to yourself, looking at that left eye, even if you're not verbalizing is so powerful. And I'd say that's another huge one that anybody can do anytime. Yes. Thank you for that. That's a really good one. And then next step is L laugh out loud. What about humor? Did you, have you always used humor? Have you always connected and been like, ooh, I enjoy this? Or has your humor involved as your healing has involved? What is the role of humor in your life and your healing? Humor has played a role, but I was too scared to flaunt it. So like the first video that I created of me being silly and making fun of irritable bowel syndrome, I made several months back. Um, and I never made any more after that because I was scared to show all my wigs and all my craziness. But I realized how sometimes you can connect to people more with humor and creating that unique connection than with the pain. Everybody connects differently. Um, so for me, the, it's so much fun to use humor. And my plan is in the new, the new YouTube channel that I created is to be more funny and use these wigs. I have like three of them. And 
do some funny dancing and use my dance release and stuff. And it's just fun to laugh about things as they occur. Like the other day I felt I, negative Nancy was going on in my head and a bunch of things kept happening. I hit my toes twice. I should have gotten the message to turn her off, but I didn't. I progressively ended up after I was trying to clean my toe, I lost balance. And as I'm falling in the air in slow motion, <laughs> I, my life flashes before my eyes. And when I lay down on the floor and I'm catching my breath, I'm like, wow, you could have prevented this whole thing. And you've fallen so many times over the past 40 years. You've had so many surgeries. And this was just a wake up call that negative Nancy needs to be turned off. Yeah, that's that's really funny. Like, I hate to laugh at your fall, but it's funny because yes, we've all done that. We've all been there and we've all had that thought. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. Yet we persist. Exactly. So you gotta, you gotta bring the jokes into it. You gotta laugh at yourself sometimes. Absolutely. Which leads us right to that next step, accept unconditionally. I find accepting unconditionally the hardest thing to do because we have to accept both ourselves and other people and the whole world unconditionally. And yes, we want to change things. And in my experience, most of us want to change things outside of ourselves more than we actually want to change ourselves. We want to whine or complain or demand and change everybody else around us with the idea that once they change, then I'm going to feel better. When really, if we just changed ourselves, either the things outside of us would shift or they would just fall away. Through your journey with IBS, with all of this stuff, what has been really difficult for you to accept unconditionally? I say the hardest thing is my perception. Because sometimes we perceive things in a way that is not what was intended from you know, whoever's telling it to us. And it still continues to happen now. Um, it's always a work in progress. But my perception of myself, of that girl that had low self-esteem and, and wasn't confident to flaunt herself, kind of holds things back sometimes. And it brings you back to that negativity. Um, so really working on my perception. So when I have a confrontation with someone or a situation happens on the outside world, it's time to reflect it in the inside world and see, why am I reacting that way? Is that really what they were trying to portray to me, maybe have a deeper conversation with the person to understand where they were coming from. And a lot of the times you realize that what you thought was absolutely wrong. And it's, it's another time to transition and change that within yourself and realize that, you know, you, you change yourself and you work on that internal world is really when we start to impact the world around us. Yeah. And that's hard. That is just hard to do. Um, I liked how you said that though. I liked how you just, I don't know, showed that mirror that when things are going wrong, if we look in inward, it re we can reflect out a better picture. So just the way that you phrased that I thought was really meaningful. The next step is and navigate the negative. You know, you mentioned a, a bad phone call at work. You had you were doing your master's, you had a husband who traveled, you had kids, you had chronic pain. There's a lot of negative things that have happened in your life. How do you navigate? How do you keep going? What are some of your top insights that you have gained from a lifetime of really constantly having to na navigate, even navigating that negative Nancy in your own head? Yeah, well, definitely. I would say we talked about nutrition a little bit. Nutrition and exercise is, a, is an important part. We have to feed our bodies what it needs so that we're not overstimulated by sugars and things that are hard for us to process. So that's a big part of my life. But the biggest part is really working on that emotional world and that negative Nancy because I know that she lives on an on switch and it's time to shut her down and change that. Um, and I'd say that for me is something that I do every single day from the moment I wake up. And one of the things that I like to do in the morning is actually live in gratitude. So today was a grumpy day. I woke up in a grumpy mood. And as I woke up, I'm like, I don't know why this is happening, but I'm going to start saying some grateful statements. What am I grateful for? Um, my children, my husband, my career, all of these great things and try to shift that for myself because I realize that 
working through the negative because we're going to have so many things coming at us on a constant basis and then working on that perception um, really, really helps transform that. And it's a, a daily process. Yeah. You mentioned several different things, diet, which is really, it is really important exercise, the emotions, the mindset. Do you, when you're navigating the negative, do you tend to just work on one thing at a time? You know, I'm going to get rid of that sugar. I'm going to tackle the, you know, IBS with nutrition and then a different day, it's going to be all fitness. And then maybe a different week, it's all mindset. Or do you do a little bit of all of it along the way? It's a little bit of everything along the way. I always take my supplements every day. I try to eat healthy. I try to stay away from sugars. And then I work on that mindset all the time and do things to shift my energy. Like that dance release, I literally could do it 20 times one day. And one day, maybe I need it twice. But it's, it's recognizing that I need it that day and taking those moments, whether it's five minutes before I have to make a difficult call to a patient or 10 minutes before I got to teach a class. It's really honoring myself and, and working synergistically, I like to say, bringing in both realms, the, the physical and the emotional, to work on the full body. Mm -hmm. And you're right, unless you recognize it, you're not even going to know what to do. Uh, was it difficult for you to start recognizing or was that something that was kind of easy? Because I think sometimes, like you recognized right away that you were in a grouchy mood and, today when you woke up and you navigated that. And sometimes I find, like now, <laughs> I could look back over the last two to three weeks. I feel like I've had a grouchy two to three weeks. And sometimes in the moment, I didn't really realize it. And then I woke up today with this clear mind and I'm like, dang, I've been a little bit grouchy this, you know, for the last couple of weeks and I didn't realize it. How, how does that work for you? Does, do you recognize it right away or sometimes do you do what I did and go, whoa? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of whoa moments like that incident with that guy in November. It took me two months to get over it. Like I kept going through all these things that made me fall off the tracks. And sometimes it's easier. Like this week wasn't as hard to get back on, but it has been a process. I mean, in the beginning when my body was so swollen and inflamed and, and filled with symptoms and tons of prescriptions, there was no awareness because it was being blocked by all that medication. Everything was blocking that message. But once my body started to flow properly and I was feeding it the right way and I incorporated the hypnosis was when really that awareness came to me and I began to understand my body. And every day you learn your body more and you become more aware. Yes. And that's the perfect segue to the last step, which is T, trust in your truth. Your body is your body and you're the only one who knows how it feels. And it's so vitally important that we learn to trust in our truth. And I liked how you said with, you know, the medication that people, you know, doctors were putting you on and you're like, I don't want to live my life numbed out on this medication. And that's your truth. What I'd like you to share a little bit about your truth with the listeners. What is your truth? What do you know to be true above anything else? I would say I know that um, my past impacts my daily experiences. So we have things that happen to us in our childhood that maybe we didn't process. And I realize it's something that I, wor I work on actively. I, I didn't realize actually until a couple months ago as I processed that incident from November was that I was a child with learning disabilities that had suppressed all of those memories, good and bad, and realized that I was bullied and that I was treated differently because I was a bigger girl than most girls. I was voluptuous. I looked like I do now. And I was young. I was, you know, fifth, fifth or sixth grade. I looked like this. And I wasn't treated kindly. And that made me impact my inner world and how I was treating myself. And that was the little girl that I work on all the time. And I'd say that that is the, the really the hardest part is that our little girl wants to feel safe. And when we try to change things and be sexy and flaunt and do all these things, the little girl's going to be scared. And it's something that I actively work on all the time for myself and use my oils when I need a little balance. <laughs> yeah, that was so beautifully stated. I love how you bring in the little girl because it's true. We're all hurt little girls inside. We're, we've all had a bullying experience. 
I cannot imagine how difficult it must have been for you. For listeners who were just listening, Diane is the most beautiful woman you could ever <laughs> imagine. And yes, to look like that in fifth grade would be incredibly difficult. And we've all had our journey and we're all hurt little girls inside. And it is challenging to step in to womanhood and to own that and to validate ourselves and to quit seeking that gold star from others. So thank you for bravely claiming your truth. I was wondering if you would tell listeners a little bit more about your book, The Truth About um, IBS and Anxiety, and a little bit more about your work and where they can find you. Okay. So The Truth About IBS and Anxiety is currently on Amazon, so you can download it there. It is on paperback. I am sending free copies, so you can send me an email. My name is Diane Vick, so it's D-I-A-N-E, B like Victor, I-C-H, at gmail.com, and I will mail you a copy. And all my social is the same. It's the spelling of my name. The book is really about overcoming chronic illness, digestive issues, and anxiety, and learning to become aware of the messages that your body is telling you. And it, it has steps, the steps I call the Unleashed Technique, um, which is why I'm Diane, the goddess unleashed on my podcast. Um, and it's really creating a sense of self-love and awareness for yourself to then take action and use these strategies synergistically in your life and maybe some of them work for you and maybe a couple don't but it's it's your awareness that sets you free so it's you know finding different books that empower you like flaunt and mine and combining the practices together is so much more valuable than just staying stuck and frozen um, so it's really about overcoming i mean talk about a lot of different um, clients that i've worked with and how they've overcome trauma and they've overcome the physical symptoms and they tell me it's life-changing when they become aware of what the messages their body is trying to tell them. Yeah. And even if you are sitting here thinking, well, I don't have IBS and I don't have anxiety, it doesn't matter. These are steps that you can use for anything because our bodies are always trying to communicate with us. So no, it doesn't have to be IBS. It doesn't have to be anxiety, but it still allows you to unleash that goddess within, to hear what your body is saying, and to take steps now before something really bad happens. I really like that whole preventative idea too. I feel like whether it's you know cancers or a lot of these other chronic diseases, those can be prevented by some of these techniques that Diane is talking about by listening to our body now and not waiting until we have the diagnosis, but doing it now and preventing these problems from ever taking hold in the first place. Absolutely. And part of the process is you're going to become aware of yourself, but also even your children and your family and how they're impacted by your stress. Like, as I was writing the book, I actually wrote a book for my son, which I didn't publish till this year, um, about anxiety and ended up publishing for COVID-19. And it's called A Bubble Bee, A Special Story and Meditation for Crisis Support, which has its own meditation download on my website. And I realized that I had to help my son with his anxiety and his sleep issues and his panic attacks that he didn't know what was happening. But if I wasn't aware of mine, I couldn't help him. Yeah. I like that you said that. And... So often, because I work with women too, and so often what I hear from women is, that's great, but I don't have the time to do that because I've got to take care of my family. You don't understand. It's just me. I have to do the cooking and the cleaning and the shopping and the taking care of this and the doctors and blah, 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 blah. And they just rattle off this list of all of this stuff that they have to do. And it's like, yes. And if you are truly trying to be the leader of your family, to Diane's point, you also need to be aware of the emotional state of your family and the emotional state of your children. And if you can't even hear your own body, you're not going to be able to hear their bodies and their needs and you're making it worse for everybody. So if you truly wanna be the leader of your household, if you truly wanna be this incredible wife and mom and all of these things that you value, really the first step is tuning into you so then you can tune in to them. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I didn't know that you wrote that book. That is wonderful. Thank you. I, I'm a, a woman of I many trades. I don't know. Yes, you, you have many talents, many, <laughs> just amazing. Well, are there any last words of wisdom, of love that you would like to share with the audience specifically around COVID-19, all the social injustice, all the race riots, everything that's going on right now, I mean, there's so much that you have to say, you know, at any time, but I'm just wondering, is there anything specific to the times that you can share with people that they could take away today and kind of go, ah, all right, I got this. Uh, I would definitely say to check out my class, Crappy to Happy, because it's really about what's going on right now. We're all feeling crappy because of all the stuff that's happening on our outside world. And if we work on our inside world, then we become happy. I love ending the, the little session with a meditation that I give them so they can listen. Because I would say meditation and, and hypnosis combined is such a powerful tool. And to really listen to something for 21 days to see a shift in your life and incorporate those practices. So some of the things I talk about, which I talked about here was the breath and the, the Kegel exercise, but there's some other fun, silly things that you can do to bring laughter into your life. Um, and I like to share that in that program. And there's some free tickets because I know some people are having a really hard time and it's a short class that can make a huge difference for you. Perfect. Thank you. Listeners, definitely check that out from crappy to happy because who wants to stay in crappy <laughs> when you can do some fun, silly things to move you to happy. Diane, thank you so much for being here today. I adore you with every fiber of my being. I love the work that you're doing. I am just pleased as punch to know you, and I cannot wait to learn more and to do more. And listeners, Diane and I did a, a co-taught, just a super small class together, where I did some super basic yoga moves, and she incorporated that 555 breath with the Kegel exercise. I will put the link below. Give it a shot. Anybody of all levels can do it. And then if you like it, which you will, you can check her out more. You can check me out more. We're both doing a ton of free stuff and we're hoping to do some more incredible stuff together to spread that love and that joy out for everybody. So once again, Diane, thank you for being here. Listeners, have an amazing week. And as usual, don't forget to flaunt. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com.